let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to conduct these studies. We ask you to be with us as we, we ask that you'll be with us as we present this message. We also ask that you'll be with the technology and keep everything under control, please. These and other mercies we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today's study is entitled, But What About Them? Our passage for this study comes to us from John chapter 21, verses 21 and 22. Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Okay. John chapter 21, verses 21 and 22 from the King James Version. If you turn to John chapter 21, in many Bibles, there's a heading out there. Jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection. And he meets with, he meets with the disciples. There were... In verse 2, here's what it says. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith with, unto them, I go a-fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. Okay, so they go and they fish. They didn't catch anything overnight. Jesus is on the shore, but they didn't know that it was him. And he says, children, have ye caught any meat? Have ye any meat? They answered him, no. He says, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. Okay, so they're like, okay. They cast, on the, they cast on the right side of the ship. And then there's so much they can't pick it up. And so now they realize it is the Lord. So they come over to the land. Christ is there, meets them. He's prepared food for them. Okay. And then he encounters, um, then he confronts, I should say, confronts Peter with regard to the betrayal. And he says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he does that three times. And we've done a podcast on that over at True Wisdom. So he does that. And 
Peter and Jesus go through this moment where Jesus is acknowledging Peter and giving him a chance again to uh, recognize that he is that he's been restored back to the crew. Christ has forgiven him and has given him a mission. But then we come down to the verses that this particular message is based on. In John 21, verse 18, Jesus gives him a prophecy of his future. And then Peter looks around, sees the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John. And he says, Lord, and what shall this man do? And Jesus says to him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. So Jesus says, if I want him to last until or to survive until the second coming, what has that got to do with you? You just need to follow me. And the reason that I thought of this, the reason that this came to me, is that I'm noticing lately in all aspects of society, in the secular realm, as well as the religious, that it is difficult to communicate to people or communicate with them when you're presenting a message that has a certain impact, when you're trying to help people understand that there's a certain thing they need to do or learn or or understand or... or whatever, they miss the message and they start paying attention to, well, what about that person? How come they get to do this? What about over there? What about him? What about her? What about them? And a lot of times they lose the essence of the message that was delivered to them because they're worried about someone else. And this manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Right. It manifests itself in the way like here with Peter. Jesus has a confrontation with Peter. Then he explains to Peter how Peter is going to end up. Right. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old... Thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. And then verse 19 says, This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. So Jesus just told him that crucifixion is in his future when he gets old. But follow him. And Peter, turning about, sees John and asks, well, what about him? Missing the point of the message. Okay? Missing the point of the message. A message was delivered to him, and instead of focusing on that, contemplating that, he instead asks, well, what's going to happen to this other person? That's one way in which we mishandle information that's given to us. That's one way in which we make it about someone else. The other way 
um, similar, but not exactly the same, is when we read counsel, whether in the Bible or the Spirit of Prophecy, that pertains to a certain group of people of which we are in that class. Okay, so for me, if a message is given to husbands or fathers or men, right, that's a that's a class that I'm in or classes, right? And let's say that the, the passage, the Bible verse, the Bible passage, the passage from the spirit of prophecy, let's say that it suggests that men should be doing something, right? Um... I'm going to have a problem with that. I'm going to look at that and I'm going to say, well, what about women? And I'm not going to pay attention to the message that's given to me. I'm immediately going to think, why isn't anyone else included? Why is not, what about this other person, this other party, this other group? And the thing I find most disturbing about that response approach is that oftentimes people don't look. They don't read beyond where they are. They don't listen to hear if there's going to be another sentence, another paragraph. They just immediately respond to what occurred, right? Definition of triggering. They immediately respond to what occurred and ask, what about some other party? Why is the spotlight on me? And on account of that, they miss the message that was intended for them, the message that would have benefited them. We, we have to be careful to... One of the things we need to understand is that the Bible, especially in the long passages, especially in places where Moses writes or where, um, or Luke, even Luke writes some long passages or Paul, especially in those parts of the books where you have someone that's writing a lot, Isaiah, Moses, Paul, Luke. You should not expect every single sentence or even every single paragraph to cover every aspect of Bible truth, every key doctrine. You shouldn't. You should recognize that sometimes the focus will be on party A without implying that party B has no responsibilities. Simply the focus is currently on party A. And maybe a few sentences down or maybe a next chapter, you'll find that some other party gets addressed. But too often, we are willing to deflect from a powerful reading, powerful passage in scripture or the spirit of prophecy that 
is designed for us to learn something and implement something and change and grow. And instead of saying, oh, I didn't know this before, or, hmm, I hadn't seen this before, or, ah, I do remember that, but I haven't been following it. This is a good time to to start. Instead of having one of those responses, we immediately look around and say, what about that guy? What about that girl? What about so-and-so? Why am I the only one getting this message? And like I said, I see it in all sorts of contexts, not just religious, not just Bible study. I see it in all sorts of contexts where you deliver a message, someone hears a part of something, and instead of trying to glean what they can from it because it was directed at them in some way, they immediately push for, but what about so-and-so? My prayer, my prayer is that we that we will receive messages that are intended for us, that we will hear them and that we will act on them and that we will not concern ourselves so much with other people we think also are associated with this message or should be, right? We don't want to admit that we have a problem unless we mention that someone else has a problem. But in doing so, there's a great likelihood that we miss the main message that was intended for us. I pray that we will be receptive to God's messages and that we won't let pride and angst get in the way or or allow us to hear things that aren't being said. Right? It's important that we accept and receive the messages that were designed for us to receive. And the Bible tells us that all these things were written for our learning. God knew that in the future there would be people who needed to hear this and he allowed it to be written and proclaimed and brought up in evangelistic series, whatever it is, he's allowed it to exist so that we will be able to uh, benefit. So that we will be able to benefit. And too often we lose that benefit because we immediately want to make sure that we're not singled out. We want to make sure that other people are caught up in this. Other people are being rebuked. Other people are being exposed. My prayer is that we will be receptive to God's word. And that we won't worry about who else is implicated. John 21, 21 and 22 Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will, that he tarry till I come. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. It's not our business 
how Jesus intends to interact with each and every person that he's trying to spread the good news of the gospel to. We don't need to worry about it unless we've been asked to worry about it. Okay? Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and goodness and love. We ask you to help us that we will be receptive to the messages that you give us, that we will not simply um, look to blame or implicate other people, will not simply cast it behind us and not think about it because it applies somewhere else. Forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.